welcome to the Hungry for Authenticity podcast, an unpolished show where I, your host, Megan Johnson, think deeply out loud. Ultimately, I aim to seek biblical truths on tough topics with you. Today, we're talking about nutrition, health, wellness, fitness, our new series that's coming up. So let's get rolling. Here's where we're going. Today, we are going to talk about the background of how I ended up where I am in terms of this nutrition, wellness kind of series, things that are on my mind. And then I'm going to share kind of where we're going with the series. So let's, I'm going to share a little background. Uh, we're going to go all the way back to eighth grade where I was always interested in health and wellness. Uh, I was known as like the health nut in junior high. Uh, I don't want to share too much because I do have a, a lot of that story in my Real Conversation Eating Disorders book. But then we're going to fast forward to college. So I became a nutrition major in college and I ended up going out of state and switching to nursing. But I've always, and I taught exercise classes in the middle of it. I also had an eating disorder during that. Uh, so I've just always been in the health and wellness arena. And then fast forward to being pregnant with our daughter. I you know, as most people do, I gained weight during pregnancy and I, I guess I was under this misconception that I thought if you, there was like this magic pill called breastfeeding. And I, I thought that if you breastfed your child and kind of kept, you know, your eating and exercise pretty normal, then the weight would just fall off and you wouldn't really have to worry about in uh, work hard toward it, but soon learned that you do actually have to work hard toward that. And I found that even after birth, uh, I still had a little extra weight um, than my pre-pregnancy weight. And I had to work, like it didn't just magically come off. I had to put effort into, into it. And then I was pregnant just recently and had gave birth to our son in June, 2023 and that it kind of helped me revisit, okay, like I have to, again, put in work if I want to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. All that to say is weight loss has been on my mind recently. And I have, I'm going to share some books and some things I've been thinking about that have, I don't know, just made me question where is it biblical? And the ultimate question I am asking in this series is, when does healthy eating, taking care of your body, cross the line into idolatry of your body or my body? So let me say that again. The question I'm trying to ask and answer is, when does taking care of your body, the temple that houses the Holy Spirit, when does taking care of that through healthy eating and exercise cross the line into idolatry? And here's the answer up front. I don't know. However, I specifically, I don't know what that looks like for you because I don't know your personal struggles. I don't know your history, but I have learned what it looks like for me. And I think, and that's something I'm going to be sharing as um, kind of my thoughts throughout the last few months, kind of thinking through 
uh, weight loss in our bodies and the biblical aspect of it, also from someone that's struggled with an eating disorder, but also from someone who I've always been interested in health and nutrition and wellness, and that despite the eating disorder and despite, you know, motherhood, I've I'm still interested in it. And so trying to find, understand this balance and sharing what that looks like for me. Uh, here's a little bit more background. So after our daughter, I started getting into this functional fitness CrossFit world. I never to this day have walked into or been to a CrossFit gym, but I love learning and I watched all the CrossFit documentaries. I know all the athletes. I understand that world and there's I was definitely attracted to I think it attracts a lot of type a personalities um and I the other thing that's really attractive is a type of workouts so they're you know hit workouts high intensity interval training mainly but they're also very strength they can be more strength focused ones as well but it's a very efficient workout in a short amount of time and as someone who values efficiency that really caught my attention because as a, being a new mom, I soon realized I don't have as much time to work out as I thought I would. I thought I could just pop her in a bouncer and just do my own workout. But I soon realized that I only have a very short period of time where she's not fussy or needs my attention. So all that to say is I started getting into the functional fitness world and I started lifting, like I started getting stronger and I focusing on building muscular strength as well. Um, I had taught exercise classes, you know, college through post-college years and it was very cardio focused. I taught um, a group cycling class and body pump. Body pump is weightlifting to music, (laughs) Uh, which helped me get strong. But the problem with teaching exercise classes is I didn't want to challenge myself in an environment where everyone's staring at me to stick with a certain beat. And so as much as I wanted to maybe try a heavier weight, I was nervous because what if I can't do it and I'm more focused on myself versus trying to help everyone else. And so muscular strength was not a focus at that time until, you know, I'm doing garage, like home garage gym workouts in 20 minutes and you know, no one's staring at me. So I got to focus on challenging myself more. Uh, So that has always appealed to me. And then, so then I had, okay, so there's kind of two thoughts. I'm thinking weight loss and back pain are the things going through my mind. So I had baby uh, June, 2023, our son. And like I said, then I went to like, oh, okay, like the weight just doesn't magically come off. I'm back to you know, doing, you know, being consistent and trying to figure out this balance between not being obsessive or overly restrictive and controlling, but also putting in the effort and waking up early and working out with Ben and, you know, eating well or not always eating the things that like I want to right in the moment. Um, in learning when, well, when can I enjoy the things that I would like? Like, I love peppermint patties. I love peppermint patties. York peppermint patties are my favorite. Ever since I was little, I remember telling my mom, when I drive my own car, I'm always going to have peppermint patties in the uh, glove compartment. And I laugh 
and she probably was laughing because she's like, those are just going to melt. And I soon learned that they do melt in the glove compartment, but we keep them in the freezer now. And I really enjoy those. So how can I also enjoy things like peppermint patties? I also like sour candy every once in a while. How can I enjoy that while not going so far that I binge on it, but also not being so restrictive that all I can think is how much I want it, finding this balance. And it's something I have found, I have learned throughout my eating disorder recovery journey. Uh, but I, it just kind of, I revisited it uh, in this kind of like post-baby weight loss period. So that's that part. And the second part is back pain. I, the day after my 29th birthday, threw out my back, unfortunately, and I was miserable. And I was so, I started feeling so mad because I'm so young. Why is this happening to me? This only should happen to old people. And it kind of sent me down this research of how do I prevent this from happening again? Because I do not like this feeling at all. And it took years. And I soon learned that a lot of it has to do with mobility. Because if your back, if your spine isn't mobile enough, your body, if you start bending in a weird way, your body will spasm and lock up your back because it's trying to protect your spine from hurting itself. So then I learned, okay, I need to learn how to make my spine more mobile and able to move in different directions so that I can prevent throwing out my back again. Uh, And then this led me to, and then, so that happened around, um, our daughter was eight months-ish, maybe around there when that happened. Uh, so I kind of spent a good period of time like look researching this, trying to figure out what's going on. And then after our baby in June, like I, again, I was near the end of the pregnancy. And even after birth, like I was in, like I had the back pain again. And so I'm like, got to do something about it, work on the mobility. All that to say is I was reminded of a guy named Dr. Kelly Starrett. He started the ready state. I'll link all of that in the show notes. And he has this thing. So he has a subscription where you can, you know, watch his videos for so much money a month. And he has a picture of the human body and you can click on a part that's bothering you and work on videos that help with that body part. So I learned from him that there's, he calls it upstream and downstream. So if my, for me, my right middle lower back hurts the most. So I would look upstream or downstream to see what's causing the problem when really it's not where the pain is in the back, it's what's upstream or downstream. And being that I just gave birth, my hips are downstream. So it makes sense that maybe there's something going on with my hips that's causing my back pain. Um, and so I worked on like foam rolling my hips, look like cutting a little cross ball up in the hip socket and that helped significantly. And then I found the real kicker, which was rolling out my quads to the point where I cannot have a conversation because I'm in so much pain and it sounds miserable and it is at the moment, but I had, a, I have been avoiding rolling my quads for sadly for years because I'm like, that's just too painful. I'm not going to subject myself to that much pain, but turns out my quads are pulling on my hips because they're not mobile enough and they're pulling on my hips, which is pulling on my back, causing my back pain. So I learned as I was rolling out my quads 
and also doing a hip extensor sorry hip extension stretch he calls it the couch stretch or I do it on the wall where I kind of you put like your leg up against the wall um, knee on the ground leg you know the rest of your leg against the wall I'm not describing this very well and then stretch your hips I'm sure if you googled couch stretch Dr. Kelly Sturette it would pop up and that combo really has helped me gain mobility and help with my back pain and when I, I get obsessed <laughs> about content. So I really, I was like, I love this guy's deal. He's making this very accessible. He's answering my questions. And I found him and his wife wrote a book called Built to Move. And essentially it's 10 habits, healthy habits to becoming a durable human. Let me grab a quick sip of water. Sad thing is I recorded this podcast just 20 minutes ago and I, for some reason, didn't turn the microphone on and so it recorded through my computer, so the audio isn't great. So all I have to say is I've already recorded this, and I'm kind of tired because I just recorded this. But all I have to say, need some water, and we'll get back to it. Okay, Dr. Kelly Strat. So he wrote a book, Built to Move with His Wife. It's 10 Habits to Become a Durable Human. And what they... We are going to have like a whole episode dedicated to it, but essentially they've boiled down all of their research, uh, everything they've learned to these 10 kind of habits that have the biggest bang for your buck for the average mortal like us who is just trying to be healthy and be able to have quality of life as we get older and move well as we get older. Uh, they've, but they are both top level athletes and they work with top level athletes and their original kind of deal with mobility was helping make the top 1% of athletes even better. And that, but then they started getting people, you know, average people being like, Hey, I just threw out my back or how do I lose a few pounds? And because they've had so much information, they've been exposed to many things, uh, many new devices and, you know, trendy nutrition stuff that they just boiled it down to these 10 things. And I really enjoyed reading it. Within the book, they have a nutrition chapter called, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a nutrition chapter. And in that chapter, they mentioned the 800 gram challenge. And so a lady named E.C. Sin- Sin- e. Sinkowski She's also big in the CrossFit space. She created the 800 gram challenge and the challenge is eating 800 grams by weight of fruits and vegetables every day. And she based it off this uh, research article that said that amount uh, produced was kind of the biggest bang for your buck in terms of health outcomes. And it reminded me of her podcast, which is called the consistency project where she, she's kind of she's very research focused and she's a no nonsense. Here's the facts. Just be consistent is her thing is called the consistency project and her, she's frustrated with the nutrition, social media influencer world. That's all about, you know, clickbait nutrition, fitness tips, because the average person wants the easiest way out. And her thing is, like I said earlier, it takes work and it takes consistency in it. And unfortunately, nutrition and wellness is very boring. But it's such a multi-billion dollar industry 
that people have to make it exciting to make money. And so she just has straight great information and she's the only one I will trust for nutrition information. She's my go-to source. And because her and the Starettes are friends, they're both in the CrossFit space. Uh, so it makes sense that they, one, that I like both of them and two, that they um, work, they have worked together. Uh, within, so I'm, you know, downloading a bunch of new podcasts from EC Sinkowski's uh, Consistency Project and she interviewed a guy and it caught my attention because she does not interview people and she does not not only that, she does not recommend books from people. There's so many nutrition books in this world, but she she only recommends five. She has them on her website, and one of them is Built to Move by the Starettes, and the other one is by this guy, Adam Bornstein, who wrote You Can't Screw This Up. And I was listening to her talk to him, and it really, it was what I think I needed to hear when I was going through this kind of like mindset shift. And I'll talk about that, the mindset thing in a second. Uh, And so I just really enjoyed that conversation. So I ended up reading, listening to his book. So back to the mindset thing where as I'm reading the Built to Move book, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed how it just simplified a lot of information I've heard. And it's just brought a lot of clarity to okay, these are things I should focus on if I want to be a durable human and, uh, you know, have a higher quality of life as I get older. The problem is I am a rule follower and, and I have an obsessive brain. So I could tell that I was starting to feel like a failure when I was reading the book, because there are certain practices that I do do like foam rolling, um, (laughs) that's the first one walking those kind of things but other things like breathing through your nose and balance work uh things that it started feeling overwhelming like i like i was failing at doing these 10 habits and that therefore i'm not going to be have a high quality of life down the line and i could tell i needed to take a break from it because i was getting it was hard to listen to and I was getting very obsessive and very mad at myself and trying to figure out how to incorporate into my life. And, but I have two young kids and I feel like I'm already at max capacity and I just had to like take breaks from it and kind of come back to it when I was in a healthier mindset. Uh, But this Adam Bornstein book, You Can't Screw This Up, really helped with the perfectionist people who feel like you have to operate in extremes for success And he has these like three circles where he has your comfort zone is in the middle, your extended comfort zone, and then extremes. And in the nutrition fitness industry, they operate heavily on extremes because that's how they get you to buy things. But the problem is you go straight from your comfort zone to an extreme, you're going to run back to your comfort zone. And that's why I see a lot of people yo-yo dieting, um, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, because they feel like they have to operate in extremes. And his thing is find, figure out what your comfort zone is. And that's me different for everyone because we all have different habits or things. And then slightly extend to your extended comfort zone where you challenge yourself a little bit, but you're not pushing yourself so far to an extreme that you are, that it's not a maintainable habit. And you just slowly extend your comfort zone and slowly push yourself progressively 
to accommodate these healthier habits. And I really enjoyed his book for that reason. And it just kind of helped re reshift some things in my brain, things that I had been thinking of, but he worded it really well, or he just, it was just nice hearing someone else say it that I'm allowed to like not be overly controlling and restrictive and that it's actually even better for me if I do enjoy my peppermint patties versus completely restricting them. And okay. So all that to say is really enjoyed the book. And of course, throughout this whole process, I'm thinking, is it biblical? And how does this all relate to someone that's had an eating disorder before? And when am I crossing that line into idolatry and obsession? And uh, what does the Bible say about this kind of stuff? Uh, So that's all been simmering in my mind. So here's my hope for this series. One, today was our background of why I'm here. The second is I'd like to, I would like to cover what I learned in the books. So I think we'll do, and I would recommend it reading it the opposite way I did. So I started with Built to Move, then I read You Can't Screw This Up. I would recommend starting with You Can't Screw This Up for more of the relaxed mindset of taking on healthy habits and then going to the Built to Move learning what those healthy habits are and just having a healthier relationship with that. With that, So I think we're going to probably do that. I would like to talk about each book and then probably be, there'll be an episode for each one. And then I'd like to talk, kind of tie it all together. Like how does this relate to what the Bible says? And uh, I'm guessing in, in, in eating disorders and all that. And that might be a multi, that might be two podcast episodes. That might be one. We'll see. So anyway, that's where we're going with this. Very fun, interesting stuff. And um, I'm excited to share this with you. So I'll catch you at the next one. Hope you have a great day.